Welcome to Let's Get Writing, the podcast that explores the creative process of writing from books, scripts, plays, and poems to songs and blogs. This series focuses on authors, publishers, and artists. Catherine's guests share their process of writing in all its forms. Listen along to discover personal journeys behind their work, explore options from indie to traditional publishing, and learn tips and secrets to inspire you. Welcome to Let's Get Writing. Things here, we are actually going live on Valley Radio, and we're also going live through my Facebook page, which will eventually end up on Rogers TV. So you should have been here for the past half hour. It was really interesting, it's wasn't so fun, it? fun just setting up. <laughs> yeah, taking it on the road. Well, for everyone who's out there on uh, in television land, welcome to Let's Get Writing on the Road. I'm Catherine Taylor, and my guest today is Brian Tobin and his beautiful wife, Brenda. And they have been writing and creating, and uh, they have a CD, which I have right here. I can show to you. Little bit of reflection, and we're going to talk about that whole process and what brought Brian to um, to do this. It's somewhat of a legacy project, and I want to get my head out of the way so you can see him and uh, welcome them to Let's Get Writing on Valley Radio today. Hi, hi, hi. Brenda. Hi, Brian. Hi. Hello, Catherine. Thank you very much. Delighted to be here, and thank you for inviting us. Oh, it's it's a thrill. And how this happened, I was in here doing a show with you guys, and we came up with the idea of why not do this show here, which is where you volunteer. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, so for the past, I guess, almost uh, about eight, eight or nine months now, I guess I've been uh, doing some volunteer work here at Valley Radio. Myself and Tom and uh, Andre Beeson, Zig is more affectionately known as, I guess, for doing the, what they call the Simple Men Morning Show. And then more recently, myself and Jerry Hanlon, or as folks like to call him, a whiskey. And we've also started a program on Thursday mornings from 10 until 12 noon. There you go. So Valley Radio, for those of you who don't know it, is a community radio station. And it was started by, I think I'm right in saying this, but Tom. Tom Pinson got this That's idea right. going and started it, and it's alive and well and really growing and a thrill to be here on this platform. It's a little different for those of you who are used to seeing the studio setting, but let's talk about why we're here. Brian recently released the CD, but this is after a full career in something else. So what brought you here to this? Yeah, something else is right. So uh, you can say what it is. I can say what it is. Well, let me let me go back to um, when I graduated from university. I I was in the education field, and I was actually uh, teaching in a local school. And I had some substitute teaching at the time, just getting a career started. And I was getting off of uh, work one day, and Brenda here, she uh, picked me up after work, and uh, lo and behold, there was a little surprise package that she had for me in the back seat of her vehicle at the time, and it turned out to be a guitar. So the the story really of the album started there. So um, I had my first guitar. Now we're talking, Catherine. It wasn't yesterday. So we're you know thirty five plus years ago. Um, maybe even closer to 40, I guess, Brenda. Yeah, closer, right? closer. You're, you're dead on. It's probably more 40. More 40. 40 years ago. Yeah. So that's where the story probably began of music. So I started playing. And now, to be honest, I picked it up on my own. I uh, self-taught a guitar player. I guess not entirely self. I do use a lot of YouTube videos and things like that. I like to play along. 
and then in the early days playing uh, music with uh, lots of other folks. So that was happening. And then, yes, I did have something else to do. Um, I, you know, pursued my professional career and education for, you know, nearly 35 years. And uh, so recently retired from that and said, you know what? Okay, that was that was good. Had lots of fun doing the uh, professional work. Uh, but there were some things that from 35 or 40 years ago that I kind of like to get back to. And it was that guitar. And so that's where the journey for me started more recently. And then I was fortunate enough, of course, that myself and Brenda said, we're going to do this project. Um, you know, the songs, I've been writing songs for well over 20 years. So after I had the guitar and after I learned to play the guitar, a lot of times I was just playing other people's music, right? Cover songs, as most people would know them. Uh, by, but then I said, you know, I'd like to try my own. So I did. And I started writing, started writing music, started writing lyrics and songs. And uh, so over the years, I've collected quite a few. So when we got to this stage, we said, you know what? Uh, Brenda was encouraging me all through the years. You should record your music. You should record your music. And a friend of mine here in town kept saying, you should record your music. And then, of course, Tom Vincent, who I give a huge amount of credit to, Tom had already recorded a couple of albums. And, of course, we had worked together professionally as well and played together over the years at different charity events and graduations and so on. Tom uh, kept after me as well. He said, you really need to do this. And so I guess we uh, said, yeah, we're going to do this. And so we did. And uh, so that's where the story kind of got to start, guys. You know, yay, Tom. Thanks for doing doing that and um, encouraging Brian to do this and Brenda. But, you know... When you started to do it, Brian, I feel so funny. It's like you're yeah, talking to my back. Good. But anyway, <laughs> it's the radio setup. When you started doing it, and did you write all new material for this album? Because I know it's called um, River That Flows. Or were you using material that you already had? Yeah. So all of the songs on the album are all original songs that I have written over the years. Um, I don't do any cover songs. I do cover songs in social settings. Uh, but for the album, they're all songs that were uh, written by me over the years. And on the uh, album, there's a selection of myself and Brenda and the studio as well contributed to which songs. So I have to do a shout out to Clint Curtis at Seven View Studios, uh, where we did all of the recording. Uh, we arrived at this set of tunes as I guess they call it the inaugural or the debut say, uh, CD to say this is the set we're going to do. And in fact, the first song we recorded, You Make Me Smile, uh, you know, we went down through a bunch of songs that I had written, and uh, Clint himself, as the studio producer, said, you know, let's start with that one, all right? Uh, and so we did, and then the story just unfolded, and it grew and grew until we had a complete set of music, and finally uh, able to put it together into uh, into a complete album. Right? So it's all original music, uh, all, and of course, uh, the listeners may hear a phone ringing in the background. Uh, well, original music written over the years, and uh, here comes Tom <laughs> to the rescue. Um, and so so what I found when I was looking at your songs, and you do have a lyric book that goes with it, which I think you inspired him to do that, didn't you, Brenda? I did indeed. Yeah, because they're almost like poetry. But I see through your writing, what comes to me is that you always have a nice message going through there. Am I correct in, in saying that? Well, uh, speaking to someone who obviously is a professional writer yourself, um, I'm glad you did pick up on that, because yes, that would be very much true. Uh, I think all of the songs, I, I wrote all of the lyrics uh, to the songs, so I would expect, yes, each of those songs 
has their own message, has their own story, really. And I guess each story then conveys a message depending on which song that you're you're listening to, you know. And I think, you know, it goes back to you mentioned Brenda and the lyric book, because when we did the album, of course, Brenda uh, sang backup vocals on a number of the songs. Okay. Right. And we also did a duet on Summer Dream. So when we had it finished, Brenda said, you know, it would be nice if we had a, a booklet to go along with it. as Because you mentioned the word legacy, Catherine. I think that's very much true um, to have that book. So, Brenda, you know, you really wanted to get the, uh, the booklet done, right? I really, I really did want to have a legacy. I think, Catherine, we've always been known in the world of education. Mm -hmm. uh, but when we retired, I think it was an opportunity to do something we put on hold. Uh, sacrificed many hours for our career and our work. Uh, but we finally came to a point where we had some time. And I did want a legacy. I wanted, I guess, Brian, first and foremost, to be known. Uh, he's truly an artist in all kinds of ways, not just music, uh, graphics, drawing, uh, you name it. Brian is truly an artist. And in my professional career, I worked with millions of artists all over this province uh, in the position I held. And I think it was finally a time to say, hey, uh, we can now do what, who, who, and be who we truly are. And that is um, Brian, first and foremost, an artist. Uh, me kind of in the background as more of a singer. I love to sing, uh, but also as a writer. Uh, so I wanted the booklet. And I wanted, uh, when we're dead and gone, uh, to be known as Brendan Brian Tobin. Yes, we dedicated our lives to the world of education, uh, but we're truly, uh, in addition to that, artists uh, in and of ourselves. Yeah. Which I thought was so cool. And I think many of you out there who are watching this may feel the same way. You've had a career. We can't always pursue, I think, Perhaps sometimes it's just the logistics of putting food on the table. Yes, and right, there, yeah. You know, we make these decisions as we're deciding what we want to do in life. And then here we are now we're older, life opens up. I'm doing things too, in a more or less in a legacy way. I have time now to do my shows with Let's Get mm -hmm. Writing and meet wonderful people like you. And if anyone is out there with this kind of, uh, you're identifying with what we're saying, for sure let us know, because it's, it's good to know you have company along the road. And Brian, that might be a song. Oh, <laughs> yes, that's right. You might be on to something I already. I might be on to something. And I was, as I was listening to your songs, and what I really did feel, though, is that overall it's a positive message, and I think that's the educator in you. I really do. I feel as we listen to your music, you want to leave us with something that is somewhat uplifting or aspects of people who've impressed you. And actually, one is I'm going to mention you ride a bike. I do ride, ride motorcycle. Right. I absolutely love motorcycle. Okay. And you have your commentary on Chrome. <laughs> I do. <laughs> and guys, that is not a, that's not a, a search engine. The Chrome we're talking about here is the Chrome that you see going down the highway. And I really enjoyed that song because Brian was talking about the Chrome is real nice, but it's not going to get you home any faster than my bike. What do you drive, Brian? That's a 100% true. So I've had a number of bikes over the years. And uh, so... Mm -hmm. These days, of course, I'm still driving motorcycles. Such a sad time of the year to have to put the motorcycle away. So a couple of weeks ago, I know, I know lots of friends in Central who are watching or listening to the programming, went through that same experience. Snow is coming, salt is down, put the bike away. So I'm still riding and still enjoying it. And the song, actually, Catherine, there is a, a, 
a lot of my songs, I guess, have, are rooted in some experience, life experience, or I guess some reaction to a life experience, maybe. That one was based on, you know, loosely, because there's some songwriting involved, some license around that. A friend of mine who did have a motorcycle invested fairly heavily in chrome, all right? And I was driving back from work uh, on the West Coast one Friday afternoon, and I passed by this bike stop down the side of the road, and out of the corner of my eye, I didn't stop right away. I'm thinking, I know that bike, I know that bike. I said, yes, I do know the bike. I turned around and went back, and this was his bike. He had all the bling, but the thing had broke down on the side <laughs> of the road. So it, in some ways, it wasn't the only thing, but it was part of the experience that contributed to the song and the message Chrome don't get you home. At the end of the day, it's the core part of the bike that's going to get you home. And I guess that's a metaphor, you know, for many things, right? Actually, it is. I mean, it, you can make it pretty blingy. And these days in the world we live in with Facebook and we are all putting out what's best, what makes us look good. That's what we put out to the world. But when it comes down to it, what's in your heart, what's in your soul, what's going to get you over the finish line. And um, I liked I liked that song a lot. Oh, did you? That's <laughs> well, nice. It resonated yeah. with yeah. me because I thought I thought there's a good little bit of humor in that. There's just a little like okay, but I liked it. And um, and also, there is a message. There is a, oh, definite message. <laughs> right. Now you also have a couple of lyric um, videos up on YouTube. So you want to tell people about that and where they can find them? Sure. Yeah. So I do have a YouTube page as well. So if anyone would like to get a sense of what the music is like. Uh, just Brian Patrick Tobin. If you go into YouTube and you type in Brian Patrick Tobin, I had to use the full name because apparently there's another guy out there using the same name. Uh, so I had to go with Brian Patrick Tobin for my YouTube channel. And of course, I have a couple of uh, lyric videos in there. And these were something really where it's an opportunity for me, certainly when we started the album, I think, Brenda, is to say to people, here's an example of what you could expect when we get the album finished. So we so we did the lyrics and we posted them online. And, you know, thankfully, and a huge shout out because social media is is interesting. I, I really wasn't that involved in my earlier parts of my career, but certainly later on, I got more involved in it. And it's an opportunity to reach out to people that I wouldn't have talked to on a day to day basis. Right. So when I post up the videos, you know, people from Ontario or from, you know, if they're in Alberta or if they're you know, a friend of mine that we grew up together is in England. Like he totally loves to be able to go in and get access that way. So you can go in there and you can see a couple of examples of uh, of the songs. Yeah. And you can follow along with the words, which, of course, we also put in the I'll do the wave, Catherine, on for the folks that are doing the, the watching side of it. Oh, I'll do this. Here we go. Yeah. So there's a lyric book that, and I called it on the cover a limited edition because we only did several uh, for a momento and to share one with friends. But if you want to listen, check out YouTube. Well, you know, I have my own copy, so I'm really pleased. Yes. <laughs> I've enjoyed it and downloaded it. Now, you worked together on this. Did you get along nicely through the whole project? Were you both agreeing on what you were doing, and how did how did all that unfold for you? I think I'll let Brenda answer that one. Okay. I'll dodge it, is it? Uh, You're going to yeah. dodge it. I think we had uh, a lot of experience um, being separate people, Um I have my viewpoints that are not always the same as Brian. I think we like to be our own people. Um, so there was times I think I had a different viewpoint than Brian. Uh, but in the end, we, we worked well together, cooperated, collaborated. But we didn't want to lose ourselves in the whole thing. And I think I thank you, Catherine, for inviting me in as well. And Brian said, you know, you should come along. 
uh, to the interview. And I think I played a, a backup role and I did a duet as well. Um, but being, I guess, with my former position, realizing then when you make music, um, there's collaboration, there's different viewpoints, there's people who play different roles. Mm. Uh, but everybody comes together in the end for the best product. Um, and I think that's the way we worked uh, with Clint. We listened to Clint a lot. Um, Clint actually suggested we do the duet. I don't even think yeah. it was our idea. Um, Clint said, well, why don't you both do a song? And I think he helped us with that. So I think very much a collaborative process. I 100% agree with that. And, and the reason why is because sometimes, you know, and Brenda says different uh, views and opinions when it comes to recording and writing a song. Sometimes the worst thing you can say to someone is yes, right? Because if, if you've got someone there who's just saying yes, then you got to wonder, well, am I really doing this right? Or are you just saying yes? So you really need to sit back and critically assess, you know, what, what you've written, the way it's being recorded for the end game. The end game is how do I get the best song out of this? Because, you know, at the end of the day, when, when all of that process is over, you're left with a product. And so we, it was very much a collaboration. So when you said, uh, Catherine, look, one of the both of you come in dark, I thought that was really cool because at the end of the day, it was a project we took on together, even the lyric book, right? I mean, she's the best editor in the world. Uh, uh, so yeah, so I mean, it's very much, it was a collaboration, yeah. Yeah, and I very much thought that, and, and you're right, Brenda, I did want you to come in and be part of this interview because behind every good man, there's a great woman, and there you guys go. are still married. <laughs> So you had you had a good track record for working collaboratively over the years. So I'm sure True, you pulled yeah. that into this. Yeah. Was there a challenge for you anywhere along the way? Um, there had to be something somewhere in your mind. Uh, when I when I say that to you, what was the most challenging part? From the recording process, yeah, the recording or, or coming or making the commitment to do this. To, you know, how did you? Were you confident, or did you second guess yourself? I don't know. I want to get inside your head a little bit. Okay, yes, cool. I'm willing to go there. So, uh, <laughs> I think for me, the challenging, if there was a challenge, because I think at the beginning, it would have been, okay. So Brenda's saying you should do this. Tom is saying you should do this. My, my good friend Glenn is saying you should do this. But then I had to come to the conclusion at some point, and I think for me, if there was any challenge, it was, okay, Do should I really take this on? Because, I mean, let's face it, you're exposing yourself, you know, with your music, things that you wrote, and it's that whole question. I think we talked a little bit about this around books. You know, do you really want to put that out there? Uh, you know, is it is it songs that you've written just for yourself? And I'd like to say, you know, if I only play them in the den, the only... The only way they're going to be heard is by the walls in the den. So you get past, I got to that point to say, yeah, I think I'm going to do this and, and we're going to do this together. And so for me, if there was a challenge, it was getting past that. Once we made the decision, though, it was full on. We're doing this. We're going to do it to the best of the ability. Right. And I, so uh, I like planning anyway. I did that for years. And um, so I had set out when we were started and I wanted to finish uh, this fall. In terms of, because for me, it's very much a project, right? This is part of, uh, you know, who you are and what you do. So I got past that that challenge, and then we set out, and, and we delivered pretty much, you know, on schedule, off by a little bit, but not too much. I'm still happy with it. Well, tell me about the schedule. From when you started, how long did the project take? Yeah, so it was almost a year uh, from the decision process um, the previous fall. 
And then the whole notion of engaging the studio and working with them in terms. So if anybody's out there, here's a quick lesson. And, you know, you know, find yourself who you're going to work with, who your collaborators are. Brenda and I worked through which songs and which parts she was going to sing on. So we did all that technical work. Um, but that's really, I guess, the core of it then came to moving into the studio. Uh, and that's a process in itself because you have all the recording and the feedback and the changes and the re-recordings and so on. But uh, so we started last winter, the actual recording. I'm thinking it was January, but then I wasn't satisfied all of the time. So I had to go and write some more songs. I was like, yeah, well, there's, those are nice. I had those, are, but some of them are 25 years old. So why don't I sit down and write another song? So last February, I sat down, Keep the Light On, actually, is on the, uh, uh, so that was a fairly new tune. So, uh, so I played it and uh, Brenda liked it, Clint liked it, uh, who's the producer. So we ended up recording a new one. So we continue on with the plan. So plans change, right? So I had these other songs on the list that I was going to record, but then came the spring. I said, you know, I got this other song in my, that keeps just in the back of my mind. And I never actually had a song. I had a chorus. And even then I had only a part of a chorus for Pillar of Strength. And it was with me for, I, I'm thinking about two months, maybe. At part of, and we were in Springdale at Clint's studio. And Brenda, you'll remember this story. I picked up Clint's guitar and I started, I said, Clint, listen to this. You got to hear this. And I played this little section of a chorus. You know, the experience was all of two minutes. And then I, and that was great. Didn't say a whole lot. And uh, so I went home and maybe a month later, Clint emails me. He says, did you finish that song? That song. And I'm thinking, I only played a section of it. And, but he had such a good memory for music. He said, did you finish that song? I think we should record that song. So fortunately, I had finished the song. And so, yeah, we ended up recording. So the plan changed yet again. So we, one comes out, a new song goes in. So that's how Pillar of Strength ended up on the album. It was the, uh, the last one that we added, and it was a fairly uh, recently written song as well. So that was, that was the plan. We made the plan, made some changes. But at the end of the day, I wanted to be finished in the fall, and we did. Well, that's what I was digging for. I was like, did all this material, was it written over time or was there anything current that you did and you answered it for me? I really wanted to know that. And um, so you're in the studio and you, you, you were working along and doing it. Were you feeling like really good about things most times? And um, was, you know, anything else that ever came up along the way? Any advice you would share with people? I think the uh, if there's any advice is the first one. It goes back to our earlier part of our conversation. If you have something in what I like to call in the back of your mind that you think you'd like to do, you know what my advice is, Catherine? Do it. Mm -hmm. Just do it. Mm -hmm. Because at some point you'll get to an age and stage uh, where, you know, you may not uh, have the, you know, the capabilities you had at, at the age you're at now. So I would mm -hmm. say if you're going to do it, do it. But when it comes to the recording part of it, was there any second guessing? Only all the time. Because, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, you record it, and then you listen to it, and then you go back and you say, okay, is that is that the way I really wanted it? So I think what's most important if you're going to do that is give it your all. Don't hold back. You know, go in with the full confidence. If it's songwriting and singing, and I'm sure for all songwriters, you know what the song sounds like in your head. You don't know what it sounds like through your lips. There's, that's the disconnect, right? So you need to, in the recording process, I found anyway, find through your lips the song that's in your head. So if there's any challenge, it's that one. 
And it's sometimes the most minuscule inflection of a word. It's not, it's not the song. The song is a compilation of little pieces. For me, it's making sure uh, that, like the way it is, uh, anyone who has listened to that song, to me, it's a very vocally driven song. And, and I had it in, I guess I wrote it in a certain way. And Brenda would know this. That was a late at night song, right? It was. I wrote that very late at night. So I'm kind of, you know, in the den. And I think she was probably sleeping. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm just quietly playing the guitar and writing this song. So for me, what was key was the inflection of how the words were sung as much as what the words were. So if I'm going to give advice, and, I'm, you know, for me, it's the first album. So I'm risking giving advice to anybody. Uh, but if you're interested in how it worked for me, it's that. Give it your all and be confident that the song in your head is the one that we really need to hear. Mm-hmm. Oh, good advice. And for anyone out there thinking of a legacy project of this nature, I love your your piece of advice. Get it done. Mm-hmm. Don't sit on it forever. I mean, we're not here forever. Well, That's and Brenda was the same way, right? I mean, you kept encouraging. And even to do the backup, I think you went through mm-hmm. the same experiences that, you know, are you going to do this? Are you going to do this, right? It was really meaningful for, for me in a different way. Uh, I think not only working with artists in my position, but also working with students over the years and say, you can do it. And I think back and I say, gee, I'm a student in a way now. Can I do this? Am I good enough? And I thought to myself, Brenda, you said this time and time again to other people. Now is your time. Uh, did I doubt that I could sing with Brian? Absolutely. <laughs> was I good enough? I was even thinking that in the car on the way to Springdale. I think I might even even said to Brian, I love to sing, but I'm not sure I'm good enough. Uh, but the words came to me, do what's in your heart. Mm. You only get one chance to live. You're only on this planet for so many years. And if you have something that you want to do, it comes from your heart, uh, you're genuine about it, Brian wanted me to do it, why would I hold back? And I thought, yeah, I said that to so many students, now I'm saying it to him and me. And to yourself. A beautiful, beautiful sentiment. Look, it, I know you've got something to say, Brian. Well, because <laughs> i, I got to go back, I do, because you, you have a good way with your question, because you think about other things. Um, a friend of mine over in England, Brian Shea, shout out to Brian if he gets to see or hear this program. And he said the same thing. Uh, he was here with us this summer and had, we had a chat in the studio. And, and I was talking about the album at the time. And he said, you know, what he found was really cool was that the two of us were doing it together as a project. Like he just found, regardless of what the album was, he just thought it was pretty cool that you're kind of working it together. But So it brings me to one of the songs on the album, Summer Dream. And Catherine, you were, you were reading through the lyrics by the sounds of it at, at some of the messaging. Because some of the lyrics in that song, uh, I borrowed heavily from the life experiences of family and Brenda's mother and her grandmother and so on. They had a lot of great expressions. I wrote this song while I was driving for the most part. And I remind people, you know, don't talk on a cell phone and drive. And if you're going to write a song, pull over while you're driving. <laughs> uh, but I was driving by and I think, um, in fact, I was driving by Marble Mountains. So there's a phrase in there passing uh, trees and mountains tall. So if everybody, anybody is wondering. Uh, that would have been Marble Mountain at the time. and uh, But into that song, there were some great expressions that I found I was drawn to and I wanted to include uh, within the song, you know? I mean, when you look into the mirror, and Brenda's mother had a great saying, let the last day be the worst one. And that always stuck with me. And I mean, now when I was younger, I probably didn't fully grasp what she was talking about. But as she aged and as we aged, I was like, 
okay, I think I understand. It's like, you know, you go through lots of things in life and it's easy to get negative or to get upset or to be disappointed and all the emotional reactions. But really, you're still getting up and you're still moving around and doing things. So set all that aside and let the last day you're on the planet be the worst one. Enjoy every other day is what it's saying, right? So there's a message there. And for us, it turned into a song being summer dream because, man, I ride a motorcycle. I love summer. Well, there you go. Well, folks, we're just about ready to wrap, and I want to take it out. I, it's not you're not going to hear it here, um, but on my show, when once it's packaged and we get it up on the network, we're we're going to put the keep the light on. That was the one that it kind of. I was driving in listening to it. I thought, now I'm going to close the show on that. So we'll give you a bit of the lyric song as we take you out. And I want to thank you so much, Brian and Brenda, for being here with me on Let's Get Writing. Thank, thank you, you yeah. very much, Catherine. And thanks for viewing, folks, and thanks for your comments. And uh, oh, here we go. Another comment. I want to get it up there. Hi, Lisa, Olford, Guy, and uh, everyone who joined us today. Um, maybe we'll be back. Maybe let's get ready. We'll be here again with another artist. <laughs> thank you, Catherine. Have a great day, everyone. Thanks, thanks for joining us. Bye. Bye. Now, folks, that's for my show here. We'll stop that. Okay. So we're still... Thanks so much for listening. We'd love to hear from you. So please let us know what you thought of this episode and share your ideas for future guests or topics. You can email us at letsgetwriting at katherinetaylor.ca. Don't forget to subscribe and even leave a review. And if you love this episode, share it with a friend. Until next time, believe in yourself and let's get writing.